0: Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this Odyssey with your friends and neighbors, so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host Silwan. great to be with you on this Monday. Over the weekend, pondering some of my travels the last few weeks, and noticing how different people in different places, and different state and local governments and different places have addressed the coronavirus, it got me thinking about this whole six-foot rule, you know, where does that come from? So I did a little bit of Googling, looked on different sites, you know, sort of pro-shutdown sites and anti-shutdown sites and... Sites that act like they're somewhere in the middle, but the more you read, you realize they're not really in the middle. And it was interesting what you learned. You know who, World Health Organization, in April, was saying it was three feet, not six feet. The CDC here in America says it's six feet. In the U.K., in the National Health Service, they say it's two steps, which is close to six feet, but everybody's two steps are different. A particle fluid dynamitist at MIT Massachusetts Institute of Technology, says it's 27 feet. Now, where did this sh- three and six foot rule come from? Because actually, three to, it's three to six feet. came from a study in the 30s and 40s, three to six feet. And they basically suggested that having a virus, having a cold, that in that zone, the droplets would fall to the ground and you would be safe unless you had a really loud sneeze, in which case you should put an elbow up. But if you were, you know, three to six feet away, you should be safe. And that was not wearing masks. You know, if you wore masks, it would be, you know, even less. And then when you really look into masks and what they do, which interesting is, you know, and, and personally, I, I wouldn't argue they have no effect. Okay, they have some effect. You know, but, but, but the people that argue you should wear masks, nowhere do they say it's going to stop the spread Says it slows it down. And really what you're doing is not protecting yourself. You're protecting someone else if you have it. Now, if you're sick, you should be staying home. So really what it's saying is you're sick, but you don't know it, and you don't have any signs, and you wear a mask. It might slow down the rate you're going to spread it to somebody else. That's really who it's for. Because if you're sick, you should be home. It shouldn't matter about wearing a mask, and I would agree with that. And if you're not sick at all, there's no reason to wear it because it's not going to protect you from getting sick. And if so it really comes down to that narrow band of people. You're sick, but you don't know it. And they're not even really sure how well you might pass it on. But, but that's the case. Now, of course, the problem with this is this, if you are someone who is sick but doesn't know it, and you touch your mask, and then you touch something, okay, you, 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 you have just ruined the impact of it. Because if this thing can exist by, you know, you touch somebody and you have it on your hands or you touch a cart or whatever. Well, if you're adjusting your mask, if you're pulling at your mask at any point and the mask collects the virus, you've just, you know, gotten rid of any safety you had by wearing it or you just got rid of any risk to other people. Now, how many people have you seen walking around who don't touch their mask? Because the second they do. All these things you've read about how important they are to wear kind of go away. Another interesting thing, reading all this, New York Times, just this weekend, they released a map showing the areas in the United States where people follow social distancing and masking the closest. So they have the highest rate of wearing masks, and they stay away from people. And guess what? When you take another New York Times map that shows the places in the country with the highest death and transmission rates and you overlay them, the places where people have the highest death rates and transmission plate rates are the same places where people wear masks the most <laughs> and follow social distancing. Now, that in itself doesn't necessarily mean that masks don't work. I guess you could make the argument that if they didn't wear masks, the rates would be even worse. But it definitely leads to the question is is the solution to this masks and social distancing, or is it something else? You know, is this the type of thing that in an uh, an urban, a city area It's, it's going to spread no matter what You need to be aware of that and Is it the type of thing that if you live in a rural area It don't matter if you wear masks or not It's not going to spread very fast Who knows I don't, I don't really see people having intelligent conversations about it then Now why am I bringing all this up it, You know, is it to lay down a position Don't wear a mask, do or miss Not really, you know If you want to wear a mask, wear it If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear it The one thing I would say, if you're sick, stay home if you have got a relative or somebody that's at a high risk factor, limit your contact with them. I think that's all we can say from all the numbers. When you break all the numbers down and everything, if you're sick, stay home and get help. And if you've got a loved one who is at a high risk, be careful around them. That's it. I think that's all you can say. Okay. But there are reasons for taking a position to wear a mask to not wear masks. But you know, my issue today is really with this completely arbitrary. Social distancing, the three feet, the six feet, the twenty-seven feet, and its impact on dividing us. Because this division is only gonna get worse. You see, you see the same division when people are talking about police brutality and racism. You know, sides are being taken, and there's no sign at all that we have an ability to discuss rationally and unemotionally. Facebook pages are becoming like stone throwers. People that have been friends are like pointing fingers at each other. On all my travels, I have met plenty of people who are hardcore for mask, for social distancing, shut everything down. And I've met plenty of people on the other side. And you know what? I've had conversations with both of them. You know what I've learned? It's a lot about listening. You can have an opinion. I have one. You can guess what it is as I go through this. But it doesn't mean you can't discuss. It doesn't mean you can't learn things. I've learned things from both sides. I didn't know. All of this has made me think of kind of the ultimate six feet of separation, the ultimate thing that really keeps us safe, in my opinion, freedom. Freedom. Real freedom. You know, we like to read our kids' books from the revolutionary period, teach them about people like George Washington, Simon Kenton, Daniel Boone, if you don't know who Simon Kenton is, look him up. You know, these stories of freedom that we read our kids, people going out into the frontier, in many ways are about people who wanted to be able to determine their own lives. Their own fate was being pushed and pushed by outside forces until they had no option but to give in or fight. And they fought, politically and literally, they fought. It's in the blood of so many Americans to do the same thing. Ultimately, we want to set our own way. We want to be free. Some people see that as a threat. The six feet that separates us now is making people angry and scared on both sides. Now, you think it's bad now? What's going to happen when people getting paid to stay home stop getting paid? What's going to happen when teachers don't go to school to teach? and the communities therein who aren't getting as many property taxes say, well, we're not gonna pay you the same amount. What happens when enhanced unemployment benefits stop on August 1st in a couple weeks? What happens when the government can't print money? What happens when even with or without our masks, the virus still spreads and as it spreads, the death rate gets even lower? And we look around that, you know, now it's 99.97% of people <clears throat> who get it are fine. What happens if that gets even better? Yet yeah, we shut everything down. What are people gonna do? You think people are taking sides now? You think people are angry right now? What are they gonna be then? Whatever your side, whatever you believe, whether you're right or wrong, you think the other side's crazy, a, you cannot deny a fight for personal freedom is coming. Back in the day, you might have been pro-British. Many colonists were. But you couldn't deny that a reckoning was coming. And if you were a loyal, if you were a patriot, if you were a side of the, the colonists that wanted freedom, you knew, you knew that ultimately it was only going to be decided by fighting. It's no different today. Will our personal liberties to the government erode as the government experiments and gains more control over our lives? Or will you stand and fight for personal freedom? It's coming, and you can see it in local government. Look at South Dakota. Now, granted, it's a rural state. There's an argument to be made. Things are good there just because it's rural. But there's still cities. There's still meatpacking plants. But they have the best COVID numbers. In the entire country. No one's even close, really. And what did the governor of that state say? The people themselves are primarily responsible for their safety. They are the ones that are entrusted with expansive freedoms. So it's clear, in her mind, the best defense for the state is giving people facts and then letting them act accordingly. And will some people screw up? Yeah. Will some people do it right? Yeah. But that's your point of view. And then you look at New York, the state with the most COVID deaths that now is better, but arguably because it burned through that state so fast and killed so many people. I mean, the last I looked, New York was a third of all COVID deaths. Well, what is something their governor said? He quoted from Edward Gibbon in a speech, Governor Cuomo, when the freedom they wished for most was freedom responsibility, then they ceased to be free. We have a responsibility today to ourselves and to others. There is a codependency and a mutuality among people in society that is more clear and distinct than we have ever seen. You sneeze, I get sick. You sneeze, I get sick. It is that close a connection. You see, the governor of New York talks about freedom, but in his mind, the freedom of personal responsibility is a dangerous one. It leads to selfishness. It leads to people who aren't responsible. And so the government must step in and make them responsible. Where, in my belief, the founding fathers, the governor of South Dakota, that the more responsibility you give people individually, the more responsible they act, the more free they become. It is two completely different points of view. Government does not give back power. All the power they've taken right now, they're not giving it back. They'll do it again. And if you're a friend of mine listening to this and you think that's a good thing and I'm crazy, man, I get you. I'm not even necessarily arguing with you right now on this show. I'm just saying there's those two sides. And there's a conflict coming. It's coming. It's coming. And ultimately, it comes down to this. One point of view believes individuals secure and ensure freedom when empowered to do so. And the more you do that, the better they get at it. And the other side believes that government ensures freedom. It is empowered to do so. And the more power you give government, the better that it does that. And that is the discussion that covid what you're seeing with police and race relations, what you're seeing people liking, not liking Trump, and his, all of that. <clears throat> what you're seeing is those two positions clearly being delineated. And the question is, in this time of six feet of separation, which side will you be on? The side that believes individuals secure and ensure freedom when empowered to do so, Or the side which believes government ensures freedom and is empowered to do so? Which will you fight for? Who will you fight to give more power to? That is the question. Which side will you be on? (laughs) So until next time, my friends, hopefully that gave you something to think about. If I did a good job, probably a few of you are mad at me right now. But that's all right. It's a good place to be. Disagreeing Arguing As long as we remember We're trying to get to the same place Freedom For people A place where we're allowed to be fully human Aim high Spread your wings Read some of that old history If you don't know who Simon Kenton is Look him up And keep your eyes On the things that matter Till next time I'm your host, Silouan. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, dot com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Siloan Green.